Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I am your host, Mike. And guys, we have a very, very special guest today. Uh, someone who has been a part of the, the shoe customization, putting out some, man, awesome product. I, I have been able to see it from just some of the information I was I was you know providing. It was, it was amazing stuff. And have no other than Nick Avery of the Hey Man. Nick, man, how's it going? It's going very well, Mike. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you joining us today. I mean, with sneakers, I feel like always changing and, you know, whether it be, you know, the latest and greatest collaboration or, you know, basically historic product coming back. I feel like in this time, customs have become kind of just huge thing. And a lot of what I've seen your product around, especially the the Jordan One customizations you do, are right. are huge, man. Like, how did you how did you find yourself into this uh, in that lane? So, I mean, I guess really just by mistake. Um, <laughs> I started out. So, I've always been into art. Uh, I got a bachelor in fine art from uh, University of Buffalo, my hometown. Yeah. Um, I graduated, couldn't really figure out like what I wanted to do as far as, you know, how I wanted to express myself artistically. Um, so it really took a little while of uh, painting my own shoes or trying to like mm-hmm. spruce up my own pairs to make them newer, cleaner. Um, everybody deals with, you know, the yellowing of soles and stuff. So I was just trying to find ways of um, just, you know, trying to make my worn shoes look better than they were. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of experimenting with uh, paints, dyes, um, different things to just try and, you know, uh, make mine better. And, um, you know, ran into a lot of issues, was using just some uh, spray paints and stuff that immediately would crack off. After yeah. it uh, and then just like dove head first into, you know, is there something out there that I can use to, um, you know, put on shoes that will last longer, you know, hopefully much longer than just one wear, but at least, you know, something better than what I uh, had been using so far. Um, so I started just, yeah, um, customizing a couple pairs just as uh, a way to, yeah, again, express myself artistically. Mm-hmm. I always loved what um, the dunks, uh, the SB dunks were doing, like in the early 2000s. I love yeah. how they would take like, a theme or a character and apply it to a shoe without having like a picture um, or, you know, without being overly obvious yeah. of what it was. And I thought that was the coolest thing. So um, that, that's when I started like collecting dunks and collecting shoes. And I just kind of, I had my own ideas and I'm like, let me just, 
you know, put them on shoes that, you know, it was just a fun way of doing it and um, put them in a couple local boutiques and people started to reach out to me to like customize shoes. And I'm like, oh man, this is, this is cool. I didn't expect this. I just expected, you know, I could do some stuff and, and showcase it. Um, So that's really how it started. And, uh, you know, at first it was painting shoes, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, grew into painting cleats for athletes. Nice. And then um, after that, like, uh, even though I was really into art, I was never a big painter. Um, there's so many variables with painting. Um, you know, you could do everything right and stuff still not work out just because of the material of the shoe or whatever it is. Um, so I wanted to learn how to actually make shoes. And uh, I took a couple classes. Um, I interned with a cobbler for a while to learn the ins and outs of, uh, you know, traditional shoe repair and shoe making. And then, um, and then I just started doing the same thing, taking themes that, you know, are uh, either nostalgic to me or important to me, applying them to some of my favorite silhouettes and, um, and then building shoes in that way, which was really cool. Cause I got to use, you know, different materials. I got to use really cool furs or, um, you know, almost anything cut up. So, you know, go to the thrift store, find a jacket, a pair of pants that, you know, nice. cut that up. And now I'm making this new product from old products. And, um, really that's how it started. And, uh, it, it got me out to LA. Um, I was a uh, creative director for another shoe company for a little while and, um, uh, just had that itch to get back into doing my own thing. Um, so then in 2019, I, I started up the Hey Man as like a full-time business with a partner. And, uh, ever since then, I mean, we've just been, uh, you know, pumping out customs. Uh, obviously the Jordan one is, um, very recognizable, very sought after mm-hmm. silhouette. So, you know, people love to see different things on that. But, um, you know, we've we you know, we still stick with the Jordan one. We do that, but we've grown into, you know, using more silhouettes and even getting into more original footwear and nice. uh, even leather goods in general. Yeah, I've noticed that. So I was going through your your, your website and those there's there's like bags. You guys are doing a bunch of different things. So it's not just, hey, we're not just pinched hold in the sneakers. We're, we're ready to do anything. Right. And when it comes to getting that, getting prepped for like any kind of customization or I don't even call it customs at the point, you're, you're really building them up from scratch. looks like right. you're breaking them down and, and putting them back together in your own yep. way and your own flair. Like, is it, when you say it's more difficult than starting from scratch because you need to put it back the exact same way. It's like taking a car apart and putting it back with all like the, like the extra tuned pieces or what, what do you, what do you think is easier at that point? Uh, I think that, you know, it took a while to figure out how to do it, but, um, Mm -hmm. just like anything, I mean, after, I think I did before I even started, um, really feeling comfortable releasing pairs. I think I Mm -hmm. built seven pairs. Um, and then after that, when I was like, you know what, I think I got this, I think I'm comfortable. And I think that customers will be satisfied with the product. So, um, yeah, that, that now to me, that seems like the easier way to go. Nice. Nice, man. Well, like I say, in, in the the landscape of sneakers right now, customization is, I almost feel like, you know, sneakers were always a way people would be like, I want to be an individual, I want to have this sneaker. But with so much of everyone kind of gravitating towards the same shoe, people who are just kind of sick of seeing everyone with the same thing, they go to people like yourself, Nick, to, to customize. And and what people like think of customizing, like you said, originally like paint, but that's that's not even the case. Like what... When it comes to material searching, are you going in and say, okay, for example, we're talking about the Jordan one already. Here's yep. the material of the Jordan one. 
or you're going in and basically taking a step further, like, hey, I'm going to redo this, but I'm going to put even nicer materials on it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, we use um, we always use authentic Jordans to start with. We need mm -hmm. that base sole. Um, so, you know, we're removing the upper. We're using authentic Jordan soles. And that's, you know, one of the ways we can get away with doing this is, yeah. um, you know, technically it's providing a service where we're taking, you know, just like an automobile, we're taking your car in, we're painting it, we're do it, redoing the interior. And, you know, we're not selling you a Porsche. We're just yeah. redoing your Porsche for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question originally? Uh, so with the material, so you're going in, like you said, you're, you're starting with that base of that Jordan, right. but you're going in replacing with nicer pieces of material, exactly. making more plush than what it started out. Yeah. So, I mean, starting out in Los Angeles, there is so many, um, uh, you know, textile companies or leather, mm -hmm. um, leather shops out there. So it, you just walk through and, um, you know, even just walking through there, you get ideas of, of, um, you know, putting together these concepts that, uh, otherwise you probably wouldn't have. Um, but yeah, we like to, we like to use, um, you know, authentic leathers always, uh, mostly Italian leathers. We work really closely with okay. this, um, Italian factory. Um, so we get some really nice leathers out of there. And then we, even use exotic materials. So a lot of um, authentic crocodile skins or python skins. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then there's even a step further where we kind of experiment with like different materials or, um, you know, the layering of materials or the way materials are used. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really fun because, it, you know, it's just experimenting all the time. It's just trying new things. And sometimes they work out and, you know, sometimes they don't. Yeah, no, definitely what it is. It's like, hey, I'm going to see if it works. If not, we'll, we'll kind of adjust and move. Uh, I like that. And uh, I was watching a video of you. Um, it was one of the members of FaZe Clan. They were touring your factory. And you yeah. had mentioned something about Stingray saying that's one of the trickier things to work with because I, I guess it can, can break. Or what, what, what is that? So, I mean, Stingray has got to be one of the toughest exotic leathers out there. Yeah, I probably the toughest. And mm -hmm. essentially it's like you're sewing through a piece of leather that has glass beads, you know, glued to this thing. Mm -hmm. um, so if you hit one of those beads directly, which I mean, and, and all those little, uh, I'm going to keep calling them beads, but like all those yeah. little scales or whatever they are that are on the, the stingray, um, they're, they're so small. There's so, so many of them. So the chances of you hitting one, directly with that needle from the sewing machine uh is pretty good so yeah. um and it's so tough that sometimes the needle can't make it through and it just it breaks not only that i mean even when you are hitting you know the softer spots mm -hmm. um or even if you are sometimes like you know just just missing the sweet spot um it's throwing your needle off in different directions so yeah. you can never really get a nice clean straight stitch with uh really? you know equal stitch uh you know an equal stitch length uh throughout yeah. the entire thing interesting so that makes me wonder when they have some sneakers out there who are using you know stingray is it actual stingray because they have these perfect lines or you know so right i, I didn't know about that until I, I watched that video i was like huh then they really yeah. think a few other shoes out there I'm like i don't know if you guys are really using stingray <laughs> right, right yeah so it's tough interesting man interesting so as you keep going i mean I know. Are you, you're still out in L.A., right? Uh, I'm actually back in uh, my hometown of Buffalo, New York now. Oh, okay. Um, I, travel out, I travel out to L.A. like every six weeks. 
Um, I have a small team out there who's running things. So okay. um, I, I do a lot of um, uh, designing and um, just, you know, meetings and stuff from here now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been back here for about uh, eight months now. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I frequent uh, Los Angeles. I, I'm actually <laughs> leaving on Thursday to go back there. It's like a second home, huh? <laughs> yeah. When you when someone does order a sneaker off your site, because you have them listed out there, is yep. it something that when they order it, it's made to order, or do you already have like, hey, I got a size, so I'm ready to go, or how, no. how does that really work? No, no, we have no inventory. Oh, um, okay. So everything is made to order. Everything we ask uh, at least six to eight weeks to oh, um, build the product. Yeah, which isn't terrible, um, depending on the backlog. Mm -hmm. um, or depending on, you know, how many pairs somebody orders at once. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, everything is made to order. What we'll do is we'll make one always in a size nine, just in case I want it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And uh, that's the one that we'll take pictures of, showcase and everything. And then if, mm -hmm. you know, anybody orders, then that's when we will uh, begin the production process. Cool. Okay. So do you have teams for that? He's like, hey, you know what? This is my, you know, I see you do New Balance 550s as well. So this is my New Balance team who's been familiar with that product and able to crank those out in those six to eight weeks and do it in like almost to a science where mm -hmm. I have my Jordan 1 team or Dunk team or Air Force team. Or is it, hey, everyone's familiar with every bit of product and they can put their hands on anything? Yep, everybody's familiar. Um, we have a couple of craftsmen um, mm -hmm. who, are, who make everything for us from the shoes to the bags. It, you know, it doesn't matter what shoe. Um, they're also uh, very skilled in pattern making. Um, so like I was saying with original stuff or if we're trying to develop new bags that, you know, haven't been done before, um, they pretty much handle everything. Nice. So with you getting into like the bags and clothing and things like that, are you looking to at some point to, I don't necessarily want to say mass produce, even just like small, small badge. Are you looking to put those things inside of a, if not a resale shop, but open your own brick and mortar to say, Hey, come in, come grab these items, or do you like the made-to-order? Yeah, I, I enjoy the made-to-order. And, I mean, not only that, uh, online and social media has made it so easy to just, you know, sell to anybody um, that True. you don't really need a brick-and-mortar, um, mm -hmm. at least in our case. Um, so we have, a, we have a, a, a studio and a showroom in downtown Los Angeles, and that's where we make everything. Um, but other than that, no, all of, all of our business is done online, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I mean, yeah. there may even get to, there may even get to a point where, um, yeah, we develop some original footwear and we want to mass produce it. Um, and then in that case, maybe we explore some options about putting them into stores, but I, I still don't think it would ever be really our own store. Um, at least not, not for the foreseeable future. Gotcha. No, it makes sense because like what you do is so, so specialized, so hands-on. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, with that now with the clothing i'm guessing the clothing though is something that you guys have kind of just boom we knock out uh inventory of them and they're here until they're not basically yeah yeah we still keep it fairly limited i mean usually 50 pieces uh, oh, of, okay. uh you know, if it's a t-shirt or a hoodie or mm -hmm. um we've done uh some some ski masks um oh, yeah nice. i mean everything <laughs> everything we keep pretty limited cool well when they say social media that's a great you, you mentioned it earlier did you see the bulkier of, of your, I guess, being noticed coming from posting on social media yourself? Uh, or was it like, hey, this person had my shoe on 
and you know mentioned it in a post that kind of blew you up what what was that that breakthrough moment for you to make you know the hey man you know what it is today um so i mean it's you know i've been posting on there since 2012 um mm -hmm. again before i was doing shoes like i was i was just into regular you know i was doing canvas art or some street mm -hmm. art or you know so it's just um it, it's taken a while to kind of build the audience um so I'd say that, you know, once I started customizing cleats for athletes, uh, with them reposting it is where I started to gain more and more traction. Okay. Um, one person in particular who I did a custom pair for who really just like, you know, over the course of 48 hours shot my follower count up like 10,000 was uh, FaZe Banks mm -hmm. uh, from FaZe Clan. Um, super cool dude. Uh, I did a pair for him. He had me up at like uh, back when they were staying at the Clout House. Um, got to go up there, give them to him, and you know nice. he's he's going live the whole time showcasing it. So um, I owe a lot to him, and uh, um, and then there's been a couple other people, uh, you know, like that. Um, not you know they haven't really gained me as much traction as he did, but there's been others here and there who um, you know with their help it 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 um, you know helps us grow. Definitely, and. You know, it's kind of that community when it's, we talk about sneakers, but there are a handful of like customizers like yourself who are just doing just bang up job. You like to say you're not just fly by night operation; you're making luxury goods. Do yeah. you guys like ever? I, I guess is it a community like where you guys get together, share ideas, or is it more like I got out do the next person? I mean, friendly competition kind of way. I'd say friendly competition. Uh, there's quite a few customizers that I'm. Uh, very friendly with, you know, mm -hmm. some, some close friends, um, especially, you know, in downtown Los Angeles. Um, mm -hmm. I could rattle off a bunch of names, but, you know, have them by the studio. It, it's not like anything secret. I'm yeah. not worried about them stealing ideas or anything like that. Um, and I don't think they are either. I think we're all very cordial, very respectable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I, there's guys out there, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of. And I'm like, damn, I should have thought, you know. I, <laughs> out of that uh but no it's a friendly competition and it's um it's fun because you know i think we're all on each other's side and all mm -hmm. in support of each other awesome now i kind of i'm jumping all over the place i feel like but you mentioned <laughs> cleats so have you ever been able to go in i feel like cleats are just kind of a whole different animal a lot of, more mm -hmm. painting and maybe yeah. adding things as opposed to breaking them down like our casual shoes right but have you been able to do that and break them down and build them back up to something again you know, more luxurious than, you know, that normal kind of durable cleat, basically. Right. Um, never broke it all the way down to where, uh, like custom sneakers, where we're mm -hmm. removing the cleat bottom and building on top. Uh, one reason is just liability. Um, yeah. There are certain uh, ways that cleats are made, uh, you know, for the most part overseas, that um, the durability of the, the, the adhesion between the upper and the cleat bottom um, is far superior than anything that we would be able to do in America, especially since like cleats for the most part are, um, you know, some sort of composite material or a plastic or yeah. something like that. Um, so never did that, but um, we have, you know, created these skins almost that get sewn to the upper. Oh, um, yeah. So there was, um, you know, we used to do just um, small materials, small add-ons here and there. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, there's one customizer who was actually from Buffalo, New York, who um, really started uh, uh, 
that whole trend of building this entire sneaker skin and mm-hmm. then pretty much um, gluing, not only gluing, but then um, stitching uh, parts of it to the upper. So it okay. looks like it was completely remade. It looks like it's all leather, but yeah. really it's built around um, an existing cleat. Oh, that's smart. It's almost like putting vinyl on a car, basically. Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, would you have to take the, the cleat bottom off, or is that something you guys stitch just right around the, the edge yeah, of it? Yeah, right, right to the edge, yeah. So the ah. pattern so that the leather falls right to the edge of the cleat, um, and then it just gets stitched around down there and stitched around uh, around the collar. Nice. So are you still getting a lot of uh, a lot of business from, from cleats? The reason I bring it up is because, it, I mean, we're in the, the kind of the... Okay, time out. Did you know that we have an entire network of podcasts? That's right. It's called the Retrospect Podcast Network, and it includes a number of shows that you might like if you're enjoying this one. First up is for the F1 fans. Exhaust Notes is a Formula One podcast that's the perfect balance for the new fans joining the sport and the tried-and-true diehard F1 fans who've been there all along. New episodes of Exhaust Notes drop every Tuesday on all of your favorite podcast platforms and at exhaustnotes.fm. We've also got a show for the fitted hat collectors out there called Crown & Stitch. As a baseball fan, I've been obsessed with hats for as long as I can remember, and the number of people collecting now has gone through the roof. It reminds me of sneakers back in the day, and I absolutely love seeing creativity of the new releases. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode of Crown & Stitch on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube at youtube.com slash crownandstitch. If you follow me personally on social platforms at Nick Engvall, you probably already know I first dipped my toes in the podcast game back in 2015 with a show called Outside the Box. Originally hosted by my friends Brandon Edler and Jacques Slade, it eventually evolved into a show with Tiffany Beers, Jacques Slade, and myself, and then into an interview series with some amazingly creative guests. While the show has gone through a lot of changes throughout the years, and it's currently on hiatus, a lot of people have been enjoying past episodes recently, and I'm excited to say I have new episodes in the works for the new year. We'll be adding new podcasts to the Retrospect Network in the coming months as well. In fact, if you'd like to advertise on any of the shows, be a guest on any of the shows, or even talk to us about getting your own podcast started, reach out to us at podcast at sneakerhistory.com and find out more about the podcast network at retrospectpodcast.com. Pretty gritty of the football season. I'm sure right. that everyone want, everyone who's out there wants to be seen more and more with their playoffs. So are you still getting a lot of calls for, for custom cleats? Uh, not so much. No, I mean, cleats is something that I had stopped. Uh, okay. when I had moved out to LA and when I really just poured my focus into, uh, recrafting and, and remaking shoes. Um, so for the most part, I mean, we will still work with athletes, but it's really mm-hmm. just building sneakers for them. Um, you know, for them to either tunnel walk or, you know, in their, in their personal life. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth because I was going to mention tunnel walk. So with that becoming so popular, it seemed like over the past three, four five years, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, have you been able to see some of your shoes, NBA, NFL, you name it, tunnel walks? Yeah, yeah, a couple, uh, definitely a couple NBA guys. Um, yeah, some NFL stuff. Uh, I think even a couple soccer players. Um, nice. We've seen. We've seen um, so yeah, that that's been super cool. Um, we actually did a since I'm from Buffalo. We actually collaborated with the Bills on a. Uh, it was actually a run of luxury apparel. Okay. Um, that that was back in, uh, let me think, 20, 2020. Um, okay. We did that. And then to cap it off, we came out with some original uh, footwear that was called the Game Day. And it was based on, um, there was three different colors. There was a blue, white, and red. And it was based on the Bills uniforms. Nice. And um, so, yeah, a lot of those um, have got to the players, too, and uh, have seen those 
be worn quite a few times. That's cool. So you actually had your own sneaker model on the feet of those Bills players. Yes. Yep. Yes. So when it in the world of like we we've so long we've seen the same shoes over and over and over again. It kind of just kind of saturates your mind where you're so used to the same type of silhouette. When you're sure. coming up with a new sneaker silhouette, like all your own, what does that look like for you? Like, what is that method in that process? So, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta respect what's out there already and what the trends mm-hmm. are. Um, you know, especially being a small business and, and a custom business, it's, it's hard to create something that's completely brand new um, mm-hmm. that can still be trend setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you've seen a lot of the, you know, the bootleg dunks and stuff that are out there, the people yeah. who are taking, you know, recognizable silhouettes and kind of revamping them or changing small things here or there. Um, that's yeah. something similar that we did with this game day sneaker. Um, it's very, it's very similar to another sneaker that's out there. Um, but obviously you're taking the swoosh off. Uh, we're not using yeah. Nike soles in this case. And, um, so yeah, so we, we created something that, um, is still very recognizable. And I think that um, moving from customization and trying to get into original footwear, I think that's maybe a stepping stone that's not a bad idea to, to hop on. And, um, you know, so people can kind of see the transition of you yeah. moving from customs and slowly transitioning to original footwear. Nice. So with that, do you ever, if you can even talk about it, I know how those how these things work. Have you ever been approached by brands to do work for them, like under their umbrella, as opposed to under the Heyman? Um, as far as shoe brands, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing with shoe brands. No, we've worked with okay. like um, other brands, like um, a telecommunication company, where um, they wanted an um, they wanted a custom shoe or a run mm-hmm. of custom shoes that were that they used to help promote the release of a product. Um, okay. So that's, that's what we're, you know, whenever we have um, companies approaching us to work together, that's generally how it happens uh, with these partnerships. Got you. Cool, man. And even transition away from sneakers, I, you know, the bags looks like it's a lot of like patchwork and a lot of just these kind of bespoke bags put together. Do you, are you going and taking like maybe, it's even hard to say like old because I know these bags are like these high end bags will last forever. Or just mm-hmm. finding a bunch of older product and piecing them together to make this whole new deal, or, or is it something like, hey, I'm gonna use a little piece here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it my own with all these other pieces of material that maybe no one would have thought of. Um, it's really similar to shoes where like, okay, if if there's a bag out there that we like the look of or like mm-hmm. the silhouette, like the shape, you know, we'll take that and we can copy the pattern. Um, or at least, you know, base the pattern uh, around this, you know, existing bag or whatever. Um, And then from there, we're still, you know, we're still completely rebuilding. Once we have that pattern, again, we could make it out of any material, anything that we really want to. Um, There have been cases where you mentioned the the patchwork bag, um, Mm -hmm. where we we used pieces of, really, it was just a... um, just small piece. So, you know, with what we do, we generate a lot of scrap. So we try yeah. to find ways to take this scrap, which is generally in pieces that are, it's too small to use on shoes um, and just try to do new things with it. Um, so that patchwork bag, you saw some like Louis Vuitton, some Gucci, some yeah. uh, 
Um, you know, um, I think some Hermes scarf. There was a bunch of different things oh, okay. mixed in with uh, um, exotic skins, regular leathers, some patent leathers. So it was really just um, a bunch of scrap that we had left over that we wanted to build something with. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. So basically, not only are you building this stuff, but you're, you know, you're, you're being as green with it as possible. Like, hey, we got these extra pieces. Let's go ahead and use them for something, which is really cool and respectable because a lot of people just chunk it in and on to the next thing. Right, right. No, it's hard to throw that stuff out because I either like the material so much, or, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I don't feel right just throwing it out. So we just hold on yeah. to it and figure out something to do with it. Even the, uh, even the uppers that we remove from the soles, um, we try <laughs> to find something that we could do with those. And uh, we've been building um, card holders. We're actually going to have a release here in a couple of weeks where, just, you know, a little square card holder, but it's using, um, you know, pieces from the original uppers. So you'll get, mm -hmm. you know, you'll you'll get um you know what looks like parts of jordan ones or what is yeah. actually jordan ones um that you know we just kind of try to reuse in some way that's awesome yeah. now that, that's really cool man i was gonna ask you it's like man you can make some wallets out of that but you clearly already you, you already have that yeah, yeah. don't don't mind yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> no that's just super cool man just i'm i i was just like i said I was scrolling through everything man you you guys do so much just just even just pictures on the internet it's hard to like look at quality from a picture, but you can just see it. It just really just pops out of the, the page from your, your product pictures that you got to putting out good quality. Now yeah. with the, the, again, most of the product is based around Jordan one dunk right now. Let's say for example, you know, the Jordan four or Jordan three becomes the next hot shoe in the next couple of years. Would you guys phase to work with that product more? Or how does that affect you and your, in your business? Um, yeah, I mean, again, we've, we've built fours, we've built three, you know, we've built quite a few different Jordans. Um, mm -hmm. we've done 11s. Um, and really, I mean, just the look of a Jordan one, it's just so iconic. Um, it is. and I feel like it, it, it reaches so many different people, you know, it's, it's, whereas when you're getting into, um, the threes and the fours, they're, they, they look more of like a basketball shoe or a performance yeah. shoe, not necessarily this lifestyle shoe. Um, and I think that's why people gravitate toward the Jordan one is it's just a shoe that you can wear easily with, um, you know, I've seen people in suits wearing Jordan ones or, you know, yep. you, you can really wear anything. And, and I think it's a lot easier to pull off than, you know, a pair of, you know, Jordan sevens with, uh, <laughs> with, with, you know, your normal lifestyle fit. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, definitely we, we, you know, we've, um, one of my new favorite silhouettes is the New Balance 550, and mm -hmm. that's something that's really kind of blown up over the past couple of years. Um, yeah. So that combined with, you know, just kind of making what it is that we like and we want to, you know, we want to see made, we want to wear, that's kind of like where we, we start with. We're like, okay, what do we like? What do, you know, what do we want to wear? Um, and then, you know, um, that combined with, you know, what's hot right now, um, holidays or events that are approaching we kind of mm -hmm. we try to tie in everything and you know for a nice story no that's awesome man no you make sense like i said the jordan one is one of those timeless shoes you can wear with anything uh right. and a 550 have you guys started looking at doing some work on a 650 which is just this higher alter ego um yeah i mean i've looked at some some 650s and uh yeah we, we um we're gonna be developing the pattern soon and that one again is just uh you know I'd say the 550 again is is more like the Jordan one where it's easier to pull mm -hmm. off, but that 650 is um, 
it's just yeah this nostalgic basketball sneaker that i think is, is really cool um another one was uh and the one that i grew up with was uh the iverson question yeah uh, that you know that we strictly went and uh patterned it and, and started making pairs based on you know just because that was my favorite shoe when i was uh, you know 12 years old um so yeah again we just like to make stuff that that we want to see that we like and then um you know so far people have responded and kind of agreed with uh you know they like it too nice so i, I gotta ask you what what are a couple of the favorites that you have put together like some maybe it's something you offered and don't sell anymore or something that you have on a site now like what what is your favorite that you've been been making so far Okay, I have I actually have seven pairs here. Let's get them. Um, uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, if we have the time, we can go through all of them. Um, yeah. All of them, pretty awesome story. Um, so we'll start with these. So these are the. Can move it away from me a little. Um, these are the what the scrap Jordan ones. So again, every piece is different, using um, just scraps that we had left over, and um, this was actually. Not this pair right here, but this concept was one of the first pairs that I had ever built. I think it maybe it was the third pair that I okay. ever built, um, and I wore those things into the ground. I mean, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're falling apart on the inside. They, I just, they were my everyday wears for like six straight years. So that's awesome. Um, so then we kind of um, took that same colorway and some of the same materials, or as close as we could get, mm -hmm. and we remade them. Um, so yeah, all kinds of different, um, we got like corduroy textile over here. Ooh. Um, so patent leather, some regular leathers right here. This is a uh, part of a Gucci ghost. Um, uh, it was like a bag or something like that. Yeah. So that, um, it, we got like some, so cool. some pony hair here. Um, which isn't real pony by the way, it, it, it is <laughs> it's just called pony hair in the industry. Um, some, some crocodile on the toe. Um, so yeah, this, this is a, this is one of my favorites. It can really be worn with anything mismatched soles. So, uh, you know, from, from the bottom to the top, all, all completely different. That so, looks good, man. That is, we'll talk about a what the, that's a, that's a heck of a, I, I love it. I love it. That's a what the, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> the, the, what the, the, what the dunk has got to be one or, you know, the number one or number two of my favorite shoes of all time. And, uh, Someday I'll own a pair, but uh, you need both, man. <laughs> it keeps getting further and further from my ground. So, um, so this is another fun one. Um, this is called the Yeezy Guts, and so all we did was, in the process of you know patterning and remaking some Yeezys, we took the uppers off, and we saw that the insides were like way more interesting than the outside so we yeah. pretty much turned them inside out and then we glued them back to the soles so um yeah i mean you can see the size tag still here all the uh all the toe puffs and heel counters um and then we you know took took the uh the back tab off put it on the outside so yeah really cool people see these and they're like wait what is going on what uh so yeah those those were a lot of fun and uh, you know a simpler a simpler custom but um, yeah but I, I'm not telling you this just because you're here with me right now, but I saw those, I saw a picture of those when I was like, just, just like, just looking up some different product you'd offer. 
And I honestly have to tell you, that is probably the best Yeezy that Adidas never has sold because yeah, yeah. Yeah. that is so much cooler than the basic what they're putting together. I would wear those yeah. like a hundred times over before I wore a normal Yeezy. Like, are you yeah. still making those or that one's done? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we still offer it as a service. You just have to send yeah. in your Yeezys and we just, you know, flip them and send them back. Yeah, that's so, cool. Okay, that's yeah. dope. So we've worked with uh, like three or four different colorways, but... I mean, there's so many Yeezy colorways that I'd love to try it with um, mm -hmm. just because the, you know, the knit colors are, uh, you know, once you see the inside, the, the the pattern of the knit is so much different than the outside. Um, yeah. So, More depth yeah. in it that way. Yeah, right, right. So. Super cool, man. I like that. This is, um, everybody knows the shattered backboard. But, mm -hmm. um, so with this one, we took, let's see. So that we took clock? a few, a clear PVC oh. and um, cut out individual pieces and then sewed it to the the orange piece. So, I mean, it looks that like a cool shatter. Um, yeah, everywhere it's on like the toe. like stained glass, man. Yeah, almost like stained glass, yeah. That's get really nice cool. Glass. Yeah. So, um, yeah, each piece is individual. I think there's over like 150 individual pieces per pair. Um, yeah. So, this was a... This was a heavy hitter, that's for sure. What are the man hours on that one, just with the individual pieces to put on? Uh, I can't tell you exactly, but way more than a regular. Way more than, <laughs> I bet. I mean, the prep work that goes into just preparing those panels before it all gets assembled is uh -huh. crazy. Not only that, so I mean, cool. the patterning before we even get into cutting the material, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's another few hours, that's for sure. That's dope. Yeah. So uh, then I got these so these are the um homage diamonds so um a few years ago jordan brand came out with you know their homage jordan one which was mm -hmm. the bread and the chicago split right down the middle so we took that concept and applied it to all four of the the diamonds man split right down uh, <laughs> back tabs are really cool so they just have this, it's hard to see, but it's like this Swarovski material back here that gives okay. a, a really nice glow. Tab flips up and uh come off. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was a fun pair. Um, and this is all, you know, on the original, they use some stamped uh, alligator. Mm -hmm. So all of this here, this is all actual crocodile skin. Man, four shoes I will probably never have, but I would love to look at that pair. <laughs> that right? is awesome, man. Yeah. And so did you – well, I'm guessing you just you just have to – when you lay out the pattern, you just have to cut it in half and sew it back together with the, the color and everything yeah. dyed? I mean, you're pretty much cutting it right down the center, and then mm -hmm. you're adding a little bit of allowance in order to be able to, you know, stitch it together and flip yeah. it so that you can't see the stitch. Um, so, yeah. That's, so that's nice. what uh, – yeah, that's what – how how you would edit the pattern in order to create this. That's super cool. Oh man, these are so awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> it's more exciting seeing these than just seeing like the normal like you still get excited about the shoes that come out, but you won't ever see these anywhere. So just right. that it, it brings you back to that how sneakers were, you know, before just masses of them, you know, everywhere, the same shoe over and over again. So this man, what you're doing is awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um here we have the cactus Travis. So, you know, the story, uh, you know, yeah. Cactus Jack. So we took mm -hmm. um, this green suede and we uh, we edited the pattern so that it actually has like this, 
you know, these sharp edges. The jagged. Yeah, very That's jagged tough. edges, just to give it that that you know, uh, that abstract cactus look. You know, yeah. It comes. Uh, everything comes with the pocket and everything. Um, so, yeah, these were um, the the moon cactus is what we called them because the moon okay. cactus has like that pink flower that grows at the top. Um, uh. The the pink the pink uh, secondary tongue tag and the pink liner. That's dope. Oh my goodness. So did you have to, you went in there, did you start with a Travis base or did you come in there and sew the pockets and create that yourself? Yeah. Yeah. We just, um, so we took our original Jordan one pattern and then, mm -hmm. um, edited it, you know, based on, mm -hmm. uh, having, you know, an actual pair of Travis right in front of us. Um, whether it's measurements or just looking yeah. at, you know, how it's constructed, um, just the combination of that, uh, is how we, you know, figured out how to That's put this one together. That's so do you ever have a moment of like when you kind of, I figure when you get that shoe in hand, like to get the breakdown of all the specs, you gotta cut it up. Do you ever have that moment of like gut wrenching, like I don't want to cut this shoe up? I used to, but like <laughs> now, you know, I don't remember the last time I bought a pair of shoes for myself just because I just wear customs all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, like actual shoes or uh you know, they mean less to me now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's, it's become, right. hey, I've done it already. I make my own. This ain't bothering me. So I can understand right, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I got two more. So, again, this is an homage theme, but this is called the top four. So, really what we did was we took the four most hyped silhouettes from 2017 mm -hmm. to 2020. Um, so, we have the Travis. I'm and we just... tried to stay as true as possible to, you know, and try to find um, similar materials Mm -hmm. uh that that are actually on the pairs uh so this is all a brown a really nice brown new buck um some textured pebbled leather and then uh you know some smooth italian leathers here and then on the other side is the oh. union <laughs> uh, um yeah with all the you know the painted edges the, mm -hmm. the yellowed edges uh the zigzag here um with, oh again what's really cool about this one is only half of the shoe has the pocket chill out how did you manage that? That that was uh that took a couple of tries, yeah. That's dope. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, man. So um that's that one. And then we have the of course the off white mm -hmm. um, using uh some again some smooth Italian leathers, some uh this is like a uh, a coated foam. Okay. Very similar to like what they had uh on the original yeah. uh the exposed collar, you know, the wings, and then the Balvin on the other side, dude. So that is crazy. Yeah, Such, that was a fun uh, one. Like they're all the Jordan ones, but to be able to, they're so different in, in construction. The way you were able to put all four of those together, that's just like uh, a masterpiece within itself. You've been to make it work. So that that is fantastic. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, my last, I saved my favorite one for my uh, uh -oh. last one. So this one. Um, I, I guess some people might find it a little boring, but so I had, before I even knew how to make shoes, I had a dream about this shoe mm -hmm. and, um, that's, I, I woke up and I'm like, I'm going to make this shoe. I got to figure out how to make it. Um, so this is the wingtip Jordan one. Um, oh, that's dope. so I mean, combination of, you know, a dress shoe and a high mm -hmm. top sneaker. Really? I wanted it because, um, I love that old style that, you know, roaring twenties, everybody was dapper as hell all the time. <laughs> the hats, the suits, and uh, you know, just combine it with, you know, my modern uh favorite silhouette. So 
Um, this took several tries to make as well. Uh, finally got it. Um, and yeah, it's got the broguing, so it's got all the yeah. holes on the side. Um, the swooshes, it's hard to see, but the, it's kind of jagged. So this is mm-hmm. um, this is called gimping. Um, so just a lot of traditional uh, shoemaking, um, you know, paying paying homage to those uh, with these. So uh, by far the one that means the most to me. And um, nice. yeah, so that's what, what kind of leather did you use on that one? Like that was it the Harwin leather they usually use for those types of shoes? Uh, no, it's a um, it's a shoulder leather so it's 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 cow leather but it's okay. shoulder so it's very tough um it uh, marks really well so uh the more yeah. you wear them the more personalized they become yeah um, so they'll they'll crease really nicely and you know any oils or anything or any scuffs uh you know they show in a really cool way yeah so, that yeah. man nick that's that's all of them all seven of them fantastic just awesome like, the creativity behind each and every one of them is just absolutely amazing man like it's there i mean that it, it is crazy so there's a lot of things that i see that you guys offer that wasn't on the list but equally awesome so yeah it's not like you know like, oh, these are the seven best ones we're gonna just kind of write in the phone and arrest you put in that effort for your favorites and you know maybe ones that aren't your favorites so that is awesome what people will get from your service and, and from your company. So I, and all I can do is applaud you because you're bringing back individuality to this sneaker game when a lot of people, again, are kind of in like kind of running like packs of the same thing. So right, I, I right. think you're doing fantastic stuff, man. Is there anything new that maybe you can talk about this coming down uh, the pipeline? Um, not specifically talk about, but um, we've been, uh, we've, we've worked with a couple big um, sporting uh, companies Um, so we're going to have a big reveal here in about a month. Um, we have that, we have, uh, yeah, that, um, another, another, um, custom or another Mm -hmm. set of customs with that telecommunication company where it's actually going to be able to hold a phone in the shoe. Uh, Yeah. We have the, uh, um, all the card holders that are, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. from the recycled uppers coming soon. Um, and yeah, I mean, just a lot of, uh, a lot of new, nostalgic customs that are going to be coming out this year that, uh, again, we just like to have really good stories behind each piece. Um, I think that that's most important and that's what people connect with before the, uh, you know, the actual look and, and the appearance yeah. of the show. Oh man, that is, that's is fantastic. I, I love everything you and your company are doing, man. This is, this is great stuff. And, uh, really just to, to finish off the episode, you know, we know what you're doing. We know it's coming up a little bit, a little, little secrecy there. It's okay to like understand that, but let us know where to, where to find you, Nick, how, where to find your company. So anyone interested can, can get in touch with you to, to get some of these, these, these kicks made. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, all our socials are at the Heyman, T H E H E Y Y M A N. Um, yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're most active on Instagram. So you can direct message through there. Um, our email for inquiries is info at theheyman.com. Um, so you could reach us there and then our website, theheyman.com. Uh, we have a, uh, a custom inquiry form on the site as well. And you can go through and you could see what products we have available now and kind of, um, you know, what we've had in the past. Awesome, man. Well, Nick, it has been a pleasure speaking with you, man. It literally just... <laughs> seeing those customs, everything you've done and like hearing like, you know, how it all comes together. It's just 
super insightful, man. Uh, I appreciate the time you spent with us. And uh, listeners out there, make sure you go follow the Hey Man. Make sure you follow Nick and everything he's doing. It is great stuff. And make sure you, you know, follow the podcast, you know, hit the notification bell, all those good things. And go sit and rack up a lot of views so I can afford one of his customs one day. All right, guys? Like, let's make it, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, appreciate everybody out there. Uh, tune in. We'll be back, you know, for another episode next week. And until next time, guys, see ya. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.